You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hello again, friends. You have sat down once again at The Nerd Table. I am Chris, your host, your commissioner, joined again by my partner in crime, my unofficial twin, the one and only Eric. Morning, Chris, and morning, sexy bitches. <laughs> Which would be everybody who's listening to the show, right? Yes, of course. We, we don't discriminate on those, I hope. No. No, no not at all. <laughs> so I want to kick off our second episode here by giving a huge thank you to everybody who tuned into the pilot. We did some incredible numbers, numbers I've never seen in seven years of podcasting. We... It was crazy. Like, I, I had so many people reach out to me, and thank you. Thank you again. For, for giving you a platform to be yourself. Yeah. Because that's really all we're doing, is we're just being ourselves here. The, uh, the outpouring of support was pretty amazing, but what was really amazing was seeing how well the show did, statistic-wise... On the CKCC radio channel itself, we became the most popular episode ever released on the channel within the first week, which is crazy. Channel's only been up since January, so that's still pretty freaking cool. And in my seven years of podcasting, I've never done this well in anything, which tells me a couple of things. One... Uh, a wrestling podcast is just not interesting enough for people. Or two, maybe I'm just not interesting enough for people. Apparently, Eric oh. is the draw. So <laughs> I'm the draw. Okay. So, so Eric's the draw here. <laughs> Eric's the, the number maker. So sure. I'm just, I'm yeah, just, I'll go with that. Boost my ego. Thank you. I know. You don't really need help doing that. but so But yeah, thank you guys so much. And we hope that the pilot wasn't this fluke one-off thing where you guys all tuned in at a morbid curiosity like we hope you're actually a fan of our show now and i sincerely hope you're listening to this episode and the one after it and the one after that and etc 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 so please keep listening that would be great i'd like to kick off this week's episode with a couple of shout outs to a couple of people who did reach out to us with either some comments questions or uh, kind of story fuel here. Uh, first shout out is going to go to Katie C. Eric, you know Katie. Yeah, I do. Hey, Katie. Hi, Katie. Thank you for listening. We yeah. appreciate this. Thanks. Thanks for reaching out and giving us some, uh, some critiques, I guess. I, I guess you could say that. Katie is, yeah. uh, Katie's been a good friend of ours for many years. She's a sassy redhead. She's a very, very fun person to hang out with. And I have two comments from her I'd like to address on the show. One thing she pointed out, and I didn't even catch this, we were having a conversation about Starbucks, and you were making a big deal about one Starbucks getting your drink better than the other, but you didn't actually specify what your drink of choice is at Starbucks. Right. Uh, So, honestly, whatever has caffeine. However, it depends on my mood, right? Like, is it a hot day? Am I done with work? Uh, then I'm probably getting something like a uh, dragon drink or like a passion tea lemonade. 
It's not like that. It's just something light. But if it's in the morning, I'll probably get a nitro or a cold brew or an espresso shot or something along that line. But I mean, no, like mixed flavor drinks or like maybe a a cappuccino every once in a while or something like that. But normally it's just get, get me some cold brew. I remember you were the king of the monster energy drink. I still am. I, uh, <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. I don't know if you can hear this. Oh yeah, I can hear that. That's, that's a monster energy can. It's, it's empty because I drank it, but you know, still drinking. What I remember working with you was you would, you would feel like you were in a slump and then we'd go to break and you would go have your monster. And then you were just either really hilarious or really obnoxious when we were working together shortly afterwards because you were I mean, bouncing I think it's off one of the same that could be possible too you were bouncing off the walls and my favorite was the one time you were doing grouper on the ride and for for you guys not familiar with theme park terminology grouper is exactly what it sounds like telling the people where they're going to sit and how this guy was flying through his sentences with no periods, no punctuation, and transitioning from one group to the next so fast that it was making my head spin while I was trying to operate the damn ride. <laughs> it was oh, it was quite confusing. But yes, Monster Energy drinks definitely work, at least for you. They don't work for me, but... They got this new flavor now. It's like a sour apple. It's the green canister, right? And oh my god, it's my favorite. I used to drink the white monster all the time. Uh, I can't like, I don't have it on hand. I just got a normal monster next to me, but the it's one of the low calories or like zero calorie drinks, whatever. It's fucking phenomenal though. It's delicious. Ah, uh, like you're just like I just got a monster next to me. Like that's that's no big deal at all. Like what kind yeah, of no we talking Mike and Sully? We talking Grover and Elmo? We talking Ickis Crum and Oblina? Like which monsters we talking about here? I mean, I mean we're, we're talking about like the generic blue monster, the low calorie one. I guess I didn't get the green one. Yeah, monster, good old monster energy drinks. That's a good way to kick off the show. We should just get monster to sponsor us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, they might as well if you're going to be a shill for them. <laughs> All right. That, that, unless they pay me, I'm still going to talk about monster. No, fuck it. Yeah, That's you okay. are. Yeah, you are. Uh, Katie also had another comment. She wanted to give a shout out to my wife, Shannon, for getting me into Taylor Swift. She was quite excited to hear that. So thank you, Katie. We appreciate it. And uh, what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to give you guys shout outs. If you reach out to us with any cool comments or anything that could relate to a story or if you have anything that we could answer for you, not like a general show question or life advice that'll be a whole different thing but like if you give us something like this to work with uh we'll we might give you a shout out here right at the beginning of the show because we that's just it even all my years of podcasting i've always loved my fans and i very much appreciate what you guys do and the reason i do this is not only is it fun for me but i do it for you i don't do this for gain or fame or money not that i would complain about those things but I do it because I enjoy it. So I always want to make sure you guys know how much I appreciate that. I have another shout out here for Brian L., my friend from Minnesota. He listened to the part of the show where I said that I really liked 
rock and metal with female vocalists and gave me a video to a song called See You in Hell by a band called, and I, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing this, I believe it's Ad Infinitum. I'd never heard of them before. It was phenomenal. The song was phenomenal and the video was kind of intense. She basically sees a guy flirting at the dinner table as they're having this nice meal in like a Vic- in like a Victorian style setting. So she poisons his wine and he dies. And everybody keeps eating while the guy just drops dead while she just grins. And I was like this is a pretty intense video here, but the song was really good. The vocal the vocalist was amazing. The music sounded great. It was right on par with those other bands that I really enjoy, the Nightwishes and Lacuna Coils and Hailstorms and Evanescences of the world. So I appreciate you, Brian, for turning me on to Ad Finitum. Thank you. How about a shout-out from you, Eric? Who would you like to shout-out this week? Uh, Josh L., thanks for reaching out and uh, letting us know, or, or at least telling us about an indie video game company that wants to, well, that'll be a future episode, who wants to come on the show and, and talk about their game. Yes, Josh actually got the creator, Nick, in touch with me. And we're going to have Nick on probably within the next two weeks or so. We'll probably be able to work that out and get Nick on to talk about his uh, his JRPG that he's developing. It's really cool have indie games to discuss here. You're, you're into indie games, right? I love indie games. I mean, I just, I am really surprised that we already have like a, like people that want to come on the show, you know, like it was just a pilot. This is crazy. <laughs> hey, I just, I just heard you, and this is crazy. But here's my number, so interview. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that could, uh, that could be a thing, right? That that was a thing like eight years ago. <laughs> that yeah, that song we played that song at my wedding. Even though it's not a wedding appropriate song, we played it because it was like the hip hop thing. That was 2013. Yeah. So wow. We, that I yeah it's I can't believe that song's actually that old now. Yeah, it's nuts. No, this is not okay. This is not th- things that are not okay. Filed under things that are not okay. I'm fine. This is fine. Yeah, this, this is, is fine. fine. This is fine. <laughs> Everything's on fire around me. This is fine. Uh, another shout out I'd like to give to another former coworker of ours, Meg W. Listen to the show. She was shocked that you had no idea what disco fries were. I and- I mean. I left New York when I was seven, man. <laughs> but she she and I have decided that the next time there's a New York City food fest and we attend it, you're coming. All right. So we've made that decision. That. I know. I had a feeling you weren't going to turn that down. Not that at all. <clears throat> Free and, food? <laughs> and then who's your other shout out for? Uh, Paul. Paul C., you remember yeah. Paul, right? Oh, of course I remember Paul. Paul, you, Paul worked with us, and we were almost like uh, we the four oh, horsemen of the apocalypse. Yes, yeah, so along with you, me, Paul, and uh, and Josh. Uh, yeah, a different Josh, not the same Josh. Josh, that, Josh that G. Who, when I yep. told him we were starting a podcast, he went, "Oh God." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if right, he's listened yet, so. but yes, Paul was part of our uh, our crew of quote unquote misfits not that we were completely misfits we were still professional at our job to some degree yeah just just but not to each other we not to each other at all. uh like we we had 
quite a performance. We made it fun. That's what we did. We made yeah. the job fun. And Paul now, I believe he's living in Georgia, married with a – he has one child. I think he's – did I hear he had a second one on the way? I don't remember. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, from what I've been told, yeah. I, I don't know if he wants us to say that yet, <laughs> but yeah, it's already out there. I, I have a feeling that if it's out there on – okay, listen, his wife is talking about pregnancy on her – facebook okay then yeah it's fine it's fine so it's it's <laughs> it's out there but uh i i don't think if like it was secret from paul's parents or anything uh <laughs> i don't think they're probably listening to the show no yeah so, that's true but yes uh and paul was also our dungeon master yes and we used exactly. to oh we used to frustrate him so bad with our D D games because we would go so far off the rails and all he wanted to do was keep the game moving and we would be loaded up with alcohol and uh, snacks and just my favorite you... was his old roommate was like his old roommate had a had a lion in our D D campaign. The lion got its head bit off and then he was upset that he couldn't telepathically communicate with his lion anymore. And Paul's just like your lion was fucking decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh you can't use the lion anymore. Oh, Paul, I, am, I am so sorry about those D&D games. <laughs> I'm not. Those, like... were, those were fun. <laughs> they were fun. They were fun. We were not on track whatsoever. No, but that's what the more I drank, so great. the more focused I got. <laughs> like, it was the weirdest thing. It, that's, it, I, I guess that's the secret to a good Dungeons & Dragons session with us is. So <laughs> I could just see you sitting down to a D&D &D session, uh, slamming a monster on one side of you, <laughs> slamming a mixed drink on the other side of you, and being like, all right, let's do this. Give me the damn dragons. I think it was Jaeger. I think I had nothing but straight Jaeger. Oh, jeez. That day. That would do it. And I remember usually I drove, so I wasn't drinking at all. But I was just amused as hell. But yeah, Paul, we're glad you enjoyed the show. We hope you're doing well, my friend. And I hope you're enjoying this show, too. Yeah. Enjoy all the shows. Uh, I have one more shout-out I want to do, and that's to my buddy Jan B., and Jan got a little confused by our story, which made me laugh when he brought this up. But then he said something that I thought was really interesting that I want to potentially discuss with you on the show and see if you've ever even heard of it. Okay, so he said he was listening to the show and he heard us mention the Rat Factory, which of course is a reference to where we worked. Yeah. Which is a famous Orlando theme park, not what he thought. He translated Rat Factory to think that we met working at Chuck E. Cheese together. And Why that's, did I, you know, I was just thinking that. And that's so funny that you hear Rat Factory and think Chuck E. Cheese, and that's awesome. And because he thought I worked there, he asked me a question that I've never heard this before. He said, is it true that the pizza is really refurbished where they recycle old slices and form new pies out of those slices, creating some weird Frankenstein pie? Have you ever heard that before? 
I have never heard that shit before. I think we need to look what into this. What the fuck? <laughs> because, <laughs> okay, so we didn't have Chuck E. Cheese anywhere where I was growing up because I grew up in bumfuck New Jersey. I didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese. And the only, I mean, I might have, I just don't remember it. But the only real memory I had of going to a Chuck E. Cheese was my old co-worker Sam from The Wizarding World. His son threw his first birthday party, and a bunch of us went out to celebrate, and it was at a Chuck E. Cheese. And we did we did the usual. We we played uh we all played on the skee ball machines forever and won a ton of tickets, and then we were just giving them to kids in there, because what are we gonna do? You know, what a, what a bunch of then 20-somethings going to do with a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tickets. But um, I didn't I didn't eat any pizza. I remember that distinctly. Because for some reason, I didn't want to eat the pizza. And I was just like, maybe it's just because it didn't look appealing or whatever. You know, they brought their own cake. I had cake. But I definitely did not eat any pizza. So I can't yeah. attest to say that I've ever eaten a slice of Chuck E. Cheese pizza. And hearing I mean, this, I don't think I, I want yeah. to. <laughs> I feel like you dodged a bullet, my friend. <laughs> you dodged a bullet there. You know, there was one time that I almost went into a Chuck E. Cheese to get pizza. Uh, but as I was approaching the building, like five kids just left screaming their asses off. Not like in terror <laughs> or whatever, just being kids. But I was just like, Nope, and I, there was a subway that was next door. I just went to the subway instead. So, yeah, they're not scre- <laughs> they're not screaming in terror. They just are terrors. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. Oh so, yeah, I, I've never had the pizza. I've never heard that before, and now I definitely don't want to try it. Like I don't want to find out. So listeners, listen up. If any of you have any insight into this horrible rumor, please let us oh, know in the yeah. comments or reach out to us and. Oh my god, I would love to follow follow up on my, that. My mind's just pu- refurbished pizza? What? But you know what? what? Why? That, that sounds just crazy and scummy enough to be real. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, no. Ah. <laughs> Alright. Yes, and uh... We we already had a pizza debate last last week, so we won't. I know, and you already know how I feel about that. Now I'm definitely not going to Chuck E. Cheese for a slice of pizza. I was looking on Uber Eats the one day. We were looking for something to eat, and I remember they were like, "Chuck E. Cheese is available to have pizza delivered." And I was like, "Why would you ever get Chuck E. Cheese pizza delivered to the house? The entire point of going to Chuck E. Cheese that would be like getting Dave and Buster's delivered. The whole point of going there is to play." True. You're not, not going there for the food. Well, not, I mean, you, I guess maybe if you're hungry, but like nobody's first thought is, hey, Chuck E. Cheese pizza. No, your thought is, hey, I'm going to go play games and win tokens and there happens to be pizza there. Yeah. You Nobody, got hungry while you were playing and you decided to risk it on a refurbished pizza. <laughs> Nobody goes, no kids going to McDonald's because they want to play in the play place. They want their damn happy meal and to go in the play place. There's... <laughs> Oh, like, do you remember, like, uh, I'm not sure if you were in Florida around this time, but there was a time where all the play places were, like, outside in uh, in Florida, and there was, like, a snake or something that crawled in one of the play places, and they shut down all the play places, except for the ones that were inside. That's uh, why if you drive around, yeah? McDonald's, or <laughs> drive around Florida, and you see them, uh, like, a McDonald's, 
it either doesn't have a play place or if it does, it's inside. They also got the world's largest play place in uh, in Florida. Off I, of, I, I uh, do know that, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's International Drive or Sand Lake, something like that. Yeah, it's a re- very tacky-looking McDonald's. I know that. <clears throat> yeah. One of the first places that you can get a salad. Yeah. Which is kind of funny to think about, but, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, got some fun little shout-outs this week. Uh, real quick, I'm going to do plugs real quick. I don't want to be too long because a big pet peeve are plugs on podcasts that go too long and make people fast-forward through them. But real quick, uh, I want to shout out all the shows you can listen to on the CKCC radio channel. For wrestling fans, there's Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk with myself and Dan every single week. Uh, we have two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, who used to work with us as well. Real Paranormal Talk and also Ranking Tracks. In fact, Dan from Wrestle Talk was just on the latest Ranking Tracks to talk about Boston by Boston. Boston, Boston. Uh, Jay Bunny's Music Hub. Jason's having some issues, computer issues, so he hasn't had a new backlog episode go up this week, but you can expect some more stuff in the coming weeks. First Monday of every month is Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. Get you set up for your month. And that reminds me, that's actually a week from this Tuesday as we record. So it'll be a Tuesday will be your next Motivational Moves. The uh, Bored to Death Binge Cast with Jay, Chris, Zeke, and Sam just released their next episode on part six of their review of my hero academia you can check that out the race nerd podcast with matt hardman he's talking about the silly season right now and the stupid sexy podcast where dan and i review every simpsons ever we're a little behind but we're gonna try to get three episodes recorded this weekend as we record this episode and put them out during the week so you'll have a lot more to listen to there and a quick shout out to our partners in crime is if you guys don't get enough nerd talk on this show, I'm going to tell you who else to listen to. The Blake and Sal Show. You can look them up on their own channel. And the United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian, which also have their own channel. And they are more nerd-based goodness. Very good shows, by the way, and you should check those out. So you can't get enough of us being nerds. You can check out them being nerds. Eric, what do you got going on this week? What have you been watching, listening to, playing, et cetera, et cetera? Well, I'm rewatching the Naruto franchise, which is probably going to take up the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I still I just have got... never seen that. Oh, man. It's really good. Uh, it's just, if all you need to do is watch the original Naruto run, and you don't have to rewatch it ever again. Because they do such a good job of making sure that you see seasons one, two, and three in flashbacks over and over again. Oh, God. That you'll have it ingrained. But after that, it gets really good. It gets really good. Okay. Uh, I also picked up Horizon Zero Dawn for the PC. And, oh, my God. Beautiful. The game is great. Uh, It's my first time playing it. I didn't play it on the PS4 when it came out. I have it for the PS4. I just never played it. I got it for Rebecca. Uh, and uh, I'm enjoying that. Yeah, I'm still playing Fallout and all that. And I did some research on some movies. Mm, that's going to be our big subject this week. Yes, we yes, got, it is. Got I got a lot. At least one for every year from 1975 to 1995. There you go. Um, I'm still doing my rewatch of Parks and Rec from the beginning um 
It, I, I, I'm doing a lot of slow burn on my TV because I'm trying to watch The Last Airbender, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and Parks and Rec at the same time. And I kind of go back and forth as to what I'm in the mood for. Um, this is my first run doing The Last Airbender, as I mentioned. I'm currently on book two, the the uh, Earth book, or Book of Earth, or however they call it. I just watched, I'm not that that far into it yet, but the... Uh, and of course, I feel terrible because I'm always I'm always blanking on names because I watch too much stuff at once. And the uh, but Ang just recruited the blind girl to be his earthbending teacher. Off, ah, she's the best. Yeah, and she got attacked. They got attacked. So I, I, she's a uh, she's hilarious. I, I honestly think she's the best comic relief in the show. She is really good. She's very funny. Um. So there's there's that uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I'm rewatching from the beginning, and I just got to the part of the show where I pretty much stopped watching during its initial run. And this is actually kind of terrifying if you think about this, because I know the show only has that the the, the famous 11 minute runtime thing going on because it's the early Adult Swim thing, and that's that's great. I like that because it makes it easy to binge. But, and this is where the but comes in, I'm only on season four rewatch, and I've already kind of caught up to where I am, and there's like 11 seasons, and I know the quality is going to dip. So I'm almost just like, man, do I even want to deal with this? But then I also looked, a lot of those seasons are only like 10 episodes each. So really, that's only like a few hours each to get through, if even. But That sounds like something you can have on in the background while you're cooking. Pretty much, yeah. I just watched uh, Dickisode and Hand Banana. And anybody who knows Aqua Teen Hunger Force knows those might actually be the two best. That might actually be where the show peaked. Because the Dickisode is just nothing but dick references the entire time. And it's hysterical. And then Hand Banana is when they clone a dog. And it starts raping Carl. And has the creepiest rapist voice ever. It what is, the fuck? Yeah. It, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is a ridiculous show. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and Parks and Rec, rewatching season two, and I want—I get—I said this on my Facebook page. I want to give the show a shout out. This is one of the few times in television where I've seen them get Valentine's Day correct. And what I mean by that is, they do a Valentine's Day episode where there's actually snow on the freaking ground. Like Valentine's Day is in February, people in the United States of America. That's winter. But all these shows... Except for Florida. Florida doesn't have a winter. You have like a three-week span where it actually gets decently cold, and then you're like, nope, we're done. We're good. Yeah, I, I would narrow that down to maybe a few hours. By the way, speaking of winter, how was your first winter in Michigan? Uh, Well... After being a Floridian for so long, that had to be... You it. know, actually, it's my second winter, because I actually moved up here in winter. I moved here... In February, driving through the snow with a trailer attached to my Jeep. That was terrifying. <laughs> Fucking terrifying. Uh, the second winter, however, wasn't too bad. It didn't snow that much, right? So I was okay. But I'm, I'm still not used to my car deciding to, you know, uh, drift while moving 25 miles an hour. That's that's the new experience for me. Just like, oh, okay, that's cool. No, I wanted to turn, but that's fine. You can go straight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Snow doesn't actually bother me. It's ice is the problem because you can't do anything about ice. But I don't actually mind driving in the snow. I actually prefer driving in the snow over the rain for one specific reason. Because snow makes everybody slow down. Of course, you're always going to have the one or two psychos and there's nothing you can do about that. But snow will actually get people to slow down and pay attention. In the rain, people still drive aggressive as hell. And that's... And I don't mean like those Floridian downpours where all the idiots have their hazards on, on the highway. Like, in, Pe- in Pennsylvania, it starts raining. Nobody nobody changes anything. Everybody's still doing what they were doing. But it snows up here, and people actually are like, oh, maybe I should actually try going the speed limit, or maybe a little below would be a little safer. And it makes sa- it, makes it dr- safer for everybody. And I know people are going to say, well, pe- some people still act like idiots. Yes, they do. But those are the idiots who are always going to be idiots. So. And we're surrounded by them because this is a very tourist-heavy area that I live in. And if you know anything about tourist-heavy areas, it's that the rules just don't apply. Oh, my God. (laughs) There was one time I was driving on 192, going to work, and a car almost collided, head-on collision with me. Because they're from a different country, and that's the side of the road they're used to driving on. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, I I get it, but at the same time, like, that's why if I ever go to London, I'm not going to be driving a vehicle. No. Uber, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you you can get get me on a bus, get me in a taxi, get me in an Uber. I am not getting behind the wheel of anything. I, I always... There was a couple of times. When I was going to work, I was—I almost just wanted to honk at them and just like, "Yeah, just follow me. You're going to the same place anyway. We're going to the same place." Yeah, really. really. <laughs> the best was when they would show up in the employee parking lots and be like, "Uh, how do I get to the park? Like, I see it, but I don't know where I am." And I'm like, "How'd you even get here?" I know this isn't on the GPS or anything. Uh, that was actually a big problem at Universal because there headquarters address was the employee parking lot so a lot of people would just punch that into their GPS and just end up in that parking lot it was you know I used to work there too yes I know we have to do a whole episode just based on stories and and remind everybody of how ridiculous these stories were maybe we should like tell one theme park story an episode oh okay um can I make a request? Sure. Can What's you, your request? Can you tell the the baby elephant story, please, for our listeners? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> why? Why, why would you do this? Because I have to. It's the it's my favorite story from you. Uh, okay. So, uh, we used to work at this... I, I don't want to mention any, like, hardcore names. But it was this ride where it was attached to an arm... And it would do maneuvers based on what you create. So basically, you create your own ride and you ride it. In the center, there is a button that will stop the ride in case, well, for whatever reason, like you don't want to ride anymore, right? Like yeah. feel uncomfortable or yeah. any reason that you want to stop the ride. You just hit that, stop the ride. You're yeah. going to throw up, etc. Yeah. 
and it brings it back to its original starting position, and then we get you out. Now, our spiel is basically, hey, you know, this is the stop button. If you need to stop for any reason, basically the way I just explained it, we explain it to the people, and then they hit that button and come back. Well, one day, we just had an influx of people who just do not speak English. And that was and... the big problem was when you had a lot of the, the foreign guests. The big problem yeah. was you would try to explain it to them in a way that they could understand, but all they would hear is button. Yeah, and then, and they, then would they would hit push the button. It. So they would push it thinking that's what started the ride. And uh, well, when you do that, it erases out that ride that's in progress. And we have to go back in there and get like all their stuff and then re-upload the ride back onto the program. And it, it, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, <clears throat> anyway, that's, that's the whole how it's supposed to happen. Well, we get this influx of people who do not speak English. And, and it's not Spanish either. I can, talk, I can speak Spanish if push comes to stuff. But like, it's not going to happen. Uh, so there's these people, and I'm going to say they're Asian, right? And You're not, you're not look... saying it to be offensive. You're saying it because I'm, it's, I'm it's accurate to the story. Yes, but they don't speak any English, and I'm being audited, so I have to tell them something, and the original speech is too long. Chris is up there, and who was our grouper? I think it was like, it was I, Alex. I, it was Alex. <laughs> hey okay, Alex, Alex, I hope if you're if you're listening. Oh hey, buddy. yeah, yeah, if you're listening. Hey buddy, uh, so <laughs> thanks we for thanks for this great story. And, by and the way, and I'm just like I'm gonna do this for some laughs. So I'm just like, all right, if you uh, <laughs> if you hit this button, a baby elephant's gonna come out and punch you in the face. And then I pull down the hoods because <laughs> they're just giving me a blank stare because they don't speak English. And uh, and you know, and it was funny and blah blah blah. And they were up there for quite a while. Uh, not that couple, they left. But later on, Alex is trying to tell people to stay away from these gates that are surrounding these robots, right? Uh, and he's having a hard time. He's like, you guys need to stay over there. Please don't go near the gates. It's a safety thing. They're not, they're not, like, paying attention. They're not listening. So in my head, already, one of those groups doesn't speak English, doesn't care. So they get in there. Um, it's their turn. They get in, and I go like, "All right, if you hit this button, baby elephant's gonna come out and punch you in the face." They give me that blank stare that I always get whenever I do something silly like that. I pull these hoods down. I do the ride, and the ride ends, and I lift up these hoods. Uh, this, and, and I have to give this description. All right, they're an Asian couple, a guy and a girl, wearing kimonos. All right. So, wh- what am I thinking? You know. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> is it racist? Yes, probably a little racist, but come on. You're not paying attention. You're not responding to anything that anybody's telling you. But they weren't. They also were They also were communicating in their own language at the time. That's yes, key yes. to the story, which is why, yes. which is why there was a struggle in the first place. Well, I open up these hoods, and a guy looks over at the, the girl and is like, well, this ride was terrific. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I look over at Alex, and he's laughing his ass off. I'm like, Alex, come on, man. I just told these guys a baby elephant's going to come out and punch him in the face. Oh, my God. You know what would have been the best review for the ride ever? Is if somebody posted, like, a <laughs> negative review, and they're like, the ride was great, but I was promised a baby elephant, and they did not deliver. <laughs> what the shit? 
Oh man, those those are fun times. These are the types of things we would do to amuse ourselves. My my favorite was uh, a shout out again to our our friend Paul was when he tried to put in for an early release and screwed up his time, and because he he screwed up his military time, so all he did was instead of leaving for a half day, all he did was erase the last hour of his shift, which meant he lost his last break. And he came out and he was all upset about it. He was like, I'm like, is everything okay? He goes, no, it's not okay. I'm an idiot. And he's like yelling at himself, but kind of like laughing, yelling at himself. (laughs) But he's like screaming in front of guests. And then he like slams the locker shut that they would put their stuff. And he goes, you go over there and like throws them to you. And I remember you and I just looked at each other and just lost it (laughs) because he was so frustrated with himself. He ended up getting it though. He, he did, but that was that was <laughs> it was oh. it was it was worth the uh, the amusement here. Um, Have I ever told you the time that I met uh, James Her- uh, Hetfield? Uh, what? Yeah. What? James no. Hetfield. Okay, so I was working some of all thrills. Oh, well, fuck. All right. Well, uh, I used to work at some of all thrills. Anyway, <laughs> so he tried, so, he tried so hard to avoid yeah, I tried it. so hard. <laughs> Anyway, and got so uh, far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Oh, rest <laughs> in peace. Rest in peace. Um, I I'm in a zone where I'm just not feeling it. Right, like I was having such a good day, but something was just like bringing me down. And I'm working grouper yet again, and I turn around, and there's this massive guy here with a guest relations uh, person. Um, if you can't tell where I we used to work now, you definitely know now. And I look over, and it's James Hetfield. And I lost it. Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I took his card, and I was like, this your ride? <laughs> I, was so, I was so out of it. And uh, it was after that I had to leave the platform because it couldn't work. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I've, I've seen a lot of famous people working there, right? Like yeah, we all Patrick we all Harris yeah and stuff like that. Uh, like uh, Joey Fatone's always there. You know, there's a lot of celebrities that that go there. I just wasn't expecting, you know, James Headfield, Metallica. Like I mean, really, to be Come. fair, I would have lost it too. Like I would have absolutely <laughs> lost it. The best part is he's probably like going back and telling his bandmates they're like, yeah, I did this really cool ride where like. Uh, it was like a robo simulator and everything. They built your own roller coaster. It was really cool. It goes, I think the guy who loaded me on was special too. Like, oh I, th- I think it's really cool to hire those types too. of people. Like, <laughs> like you got to uh, imagine if you get that starstruck and you start stuttering over yourself. Like, uh, uh, one of my favorite moments of pure stuttering, and I'm not going to say who this was because I don't want to embarrass them, but somebody that I, we worked, I already know. Yeah. Somebody yep. that we worked with who, uh, Hadn't had always had a uh, a wandering eye for the ladies. We'll put it that way. Because I was on the platform when this happened. These two girls came in that were just wearing so little clothing that it was, and they, it was like ridiculously inappropriate amount of little clothing. And I remember he stuttered all the way through his spiel so bad he couldn't form a cohesive sentence. He couldn't. He just couldn't explain anything. And I was just laughing so hard at this massive failure <laughs> uh, to just oh, man. to just compose himself because and to be fair 
these girls were really they they were very almost normal. attractive. They were attractive. Yeah. They were very attractive. So I'm not quote unquote blaming him, but at the same time, like at the time I was either already married or engaged, so my wandering eye was no longer a thing. And I believe he was single at the time. So I'm just going to go ahead and let him have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. Those were good times. Uh, next week on the show, I will tell my favorite theme park story ever from Universal, from the Disaster Ride, about a coworker of mine. It's my favorite story of all time. Uh, I'll, that'll be your teaser for next week if you guys are enjoying these stories. This will make sh- will guarantee people tune in for this one. I, I'll share I, my uh, universal story as well. Oh God, I I think I know which one that is. <laughs> uh, uh, we were having, yeah, good times. We had we had some good times working at these places. We're, we're gonna have to tell stories though because that's we worked together for so long that and we have so many stories. We're just going to have to tell them. I mean, it's not like any of them are offensive or are going to cause anybody to get hurt or anything. Like that, That's true. So we just got to, yeah. And I know people are going to enjoy stuff like that because, I mean, geez, it's uh work stories can be really fun as long as people understand the, con- like, this is something that happens a lot at my current job. Everybody thinks what we do and the stories and everything are so funny because of the people that we work with. But I realize there's nothing unique to that situation because if you know anything about warehouse work, it's all like being in high school again, <laughs> the maturity level and the ridiculousness and like the comments that people say to each other. So there's nothing unique to that situation, but a lot of people can't say that they worked at a famous theme park. That is true. And, oh, the Joey, I got to mention Joey Fatone. I'll tell this story real quick because it is a kind of a quick story. I talked to Joey Fatone for 20 minutes and didn't know who he was. So you, you've been on the, uh, the Wizarding World rides. So how it's Uh, set. Have you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. I I had to think about it for a second, but I have. I was like, I'm sure you have. So Forbidden Journey, the main Harry Potter ride that takes place in Hogwarts Castle, has a moving platform where you'll step onto the platform to get on your ride vehicle. And lots of rides actually have that. A lot of rides at Disney have it, like Haunted Mansion has it, uh, The Seas with Nemo has it. So I'm the person working at the platform, guiding people onto it, and the ride comes to a halt. Because somebody somewhere had to stop something. And all of a sudden, I know it's going to be an extended stop. Because the ride attempted to go back up and it didn't. And now there's going to be like a a tech reset or something. So I'm just like, okay. So I look at the the next couple of people in line that I'm about to put on the ride. I'm like, hey guys, it's going to be just a couple minutes here. So please be patient with us. And they were, there was a couple of nice families. So I'm just chatting with them. There's a guy, kind of a bigger guy, big beard. He's got a baseball cap on. He's very friendly. He's having a good time. And uh, I don't even remember what we talked about. Probably just about, like, it was probably just a general Harry Potter and, like, theme park-related stuff, honestly. But right after the ride came back on and he got got on it, 
rotation came through and how we would do this at the theme parks is everybody rotates to the next position so you're not stuck doing one thing for an ungodly amount of time. And the next that's, position That's how it's supposed to happen anyway. Okay. Well, we we have stories about that too. But <laughs> but so now I'm just down I'm actually on the platform now. I'm on the belt doing the actual loading and the two girls that are down there are freaking out cuz they can't believe how lucky I am that I got to talk to him. What are you talking about? They're like you don't know who you were talking to? Was I supposed to? They're like, that was Joey Fatone. I was like, oh, okay. You don't know who he is, do you? I'm like, no, I know who he is, but I am i don't recognize him in person because, number one, uh, I wasn't big on those bands back in the 90s. Number two, I don't know what Joey Fatone looks like in 20-whatever-year it was, 2010. I, I'm That's sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't keep up on that. It's not like when Neil Patrick Harris gave me a high five and I almost wet myself. I know what Neil Patrick Harris looks like because I've seen how I met your mother. But right. I, I have to share this embarrassing story when you're done. Oh, God. Uh, that was the whole story was I talked to Joey Fatone and didn't know who he was because <laughs> I I'm very sorry that I'm not up on every member of NSYNC looking a certain way, you know. 10 years after their true popularity peak. But right. he, was a, he was a very nice guy, and I know he's a regular at the park because he lives in the area. Yeah. So something very similar happened to me, but with Josh Gad. Oh, that's You know who great. that is? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I, so, I saw, I've seen the Book of Mormon. This is... That's not where, <laughs> that's not where you should know him from, but that's where I knew him from. <laughs> When, when okay. they announced, okay, I'll put it this way. When they announced him that he was going to be in Frozen as the voice of Olaf, I said, that's the guy from Book of Mormon, because that's how I knew him. Okay. Uh, so I've heard his voice, haven't seen Book of Mormon. I probably will now, because, you know, the, yeah, I should anyway. But I was working at the Great Movie Ride at the time, and we have these, like, celebrity backdoor things. Um, however, guest relations always uses the store for any kind of like tours that they're giving or uh, special events. So we, we do all sorts of things, right? So if it's like give kids the world or like the make a wish, they all come in through this one area. Now guest relations will escort a bunch of people over guest relations, bring uh, Josh Gad and I guess like his friends or something like that. And we're waiting in this room because we don't want to interrupt the show uh, we have a little pre-show area. We don't want to interrupt that uh, while that's going on. Uh, so once that goes through, we're like talking in there, just waiting for a, a good moment to open the door and bring him in. And he's just like, so how you like working here? And I'm like, yeah, man, I love it, actually. It's it's great. Uh, the movie ride is like my favorite place, right? I loved working that ride. It was, it was amazing. Uh, it's just like, any downside things and now uh like any downside to like working here like not really well i guess there's a like one they recently opened up the uh frozen sing-along which is like right next door <laughs> and i got to hear olaf's voice a lot but it was overplayed and i told him i was just like yeah just listen to olaf over and over and over again it gets kind of annoying and his friends start dying laughing <laughs> and then guest relation comes in and, and all he's like all right are you ready josh that's all i heard and i was just like oh and then i put it two and two together and i saw his face and i was like fuck that's josh Gad." <laughs> <laughs> and i embarrassed the 
fuck out of myself. He was cool about it, though. He laughed and everything like that. So He doesn't seem like the type of guy that would be a jerk no. about something like that. He seems like a pretty... No, pretty down to earth guy. I could see it in his face whether out it. He was trying to figure out if like if I knew who he was, if I was doing this on purpose, or if I was just like you know like being funny about it, type of thing. But there was like a puzzled look to him. But then again, that's just how he looks too. So (laughs) that's true. Shannon had Chris Evans on Splash Mountain, and he was doing the baseball cap move, and that did apparently it did not work. It was, uh, everybody figured out who he was pretty much immediately. Oh, man. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tell more of these stories on these episodes. Nothing, like, incriminating, of course. But. Yeah. We did not that we did anything like that, but we, I know people who did do stuff that if I told their story, they might. Yeah. If they still work there, they might actually get in trouble, but. <laughs> but let, yeah, we'll try not to mention anybody that still works there. Yeah, we're we're no longer employed at these places, so you know, yeah, and we're not doing this for monetary gain. So there's nothing illegal about what we're saying. But and, and you know what? I'll say this now, like I as I've said before, there were negative things about the place I didn't like, but overall my memories are extremely positive, and I loved it, and I would do it again, just not for the amount of money I was being paid for the amount of stuff we were dealing with. Correct. I think, I think, I think now they're starting to get taken care of, which is good. But, uh, and the thing is, and I, I implore this to anybody out there who ever goes to a theme park, please, please be nice to the people who work there. A majority of the things that happen are out of their control. A big majority of things that happen are out of their control. I can and a under- lot of the people there, like, they just want to make people happy. That's all they and... want to do is they, they want to do – they want to make you happy and they want to do well for you. Please be nice to those people. You don't understand the abuse some of them go through. I mean we've been screamed at. We've been spit at. I, I had a guy actually rear back like he was going to punch me just because it was raining. Like it's – and people are like, I can't believe people are that bad. Like, no, they really are. I've seen – yeah some of the worst of humanity come out when people, when some of the entitlement comes out. But I've also had some of the greatest experiences of my life there and seen some of the, some of the great best stories, you know, I've seen engagements, I've seen reunions, I've seen, I mean, just the opening of the wizarding world, people coming off the ride crying because of how wonderful their experience has been like, and those those are the memories I cherish. And I think you'll agree with me on this, Eric. I would say yeah. about one in every 100 guests that we probably saw a day was not pleasant. Really, the ratio was actually pretty skewered to the positive. But do we talk about the other 99 people? <laughs> no. No, because that's how you should act. Not, not how, like <laughs> There's people who go above and beyond, right? And we have stories about them, too. And then there's people who are just like normal. And then there's people who just want to stab you because they paid an extra dollar for cheese or something, you know? Like, oh, yeah. And if something went wrong two days ago at a completely different park, don't come to me and tell me about it and expect me to fix it. <laughs> because. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, that's happened before, too. Be nice. You ever been recognized outside of work? Like you were working there and then you decide to go to the like 
downtown Disney or Disney Springs or something. Once, and... one time when I was at Safari, that happened one time. The uh, apparently, I was I was out. Now I wasn't in my. I I think I still had the shorts on, so that might have been somewhat of a cheat. But I got recognized at Taco Bell with a couple of my fellow college program friends, even though none of us had the shirts on anymore. And I was the safari driver for that family. And they said, I think they they probably recognized like the shorts and boots, but they immediately figured out who I was. They're like, that was our driver. You were fantastic. And I actually, that was actually kind of cool. That was actually pretty cool. I think that's the only time that ever happened. I don't think like, like I was never in Publix and had somebody run up to me and be like, OMG, you were the guy from Flight of the Hippogriff. Like that never happened. Yeah, well, I think it's different when you're a driver or you're in a spiel type position because you are the center of attention at that right. point. Like I know my actor friends got recognized. My friends in entertainment would get recognized. Right. All right, so... On to the main event. Yes, so here's the deal, guys. Eric has a theory, and I'm not really sure I'm going to be able to dispute this theory, because I think it's pretty on point. But Eric thinks that between 1975 and 1995, that generation, which is generations of 20-year span, so this generation of movies is... The greatest era of films ever. And Eric has evidence to back up his claim. Take it away, buddy. Now, my evidence is basically just movie. However, I just want you to know how, like, how big, how monumental these movies are and still are. Like, some of them are not as relevant anymore. But the moment I mention the name, you're going to know the movie. And either if you haven't seen it or you have seen it, you've at, you've at least heard of the name. And to start off things strong, in 1975, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> One of my favorites. You know, it, it, I think the, that uh, that era of film... The like the slapstick comedies and everything they were kind of evolving, but you didn't really see a lot of big slapstick stuff in the '60s. That was more like towards the silent movie era, and I feel like the Monty Python movies kind of brought that back a little bit. Yeah, and, and uh, I've seen I've seen all of them, and they're all pretty good. I actually do like, and now for something completely different, because it's basically just a mo- a feature-length Monty Python episode. But I think Holy Grail is probably the best. Yeah. And, and I mean, I told you, starting the, the list off strong. Now, there are some movies in here that I personally have not seen that people told me I should add on there. Uh, and the moment they said the name, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it at least. Okay. I've seen. Uh, the next one on my list is that, is Taxi Driver. Okay, so you've never actually seen Taxi Driver. No, I've never actually seen Taxi Driver. But I bet However, you anything, you know the scene. Yeah. You know the scene where he's uh, he's in the mirror. And, the, like, I'm, as I'm going to go through this list, uh, it's it's going to get crazy. Like, 
how many of these movies started here and got sequels later. Well, yeah, like like keep like keep going through this list because I'm I want to like because I'm gonna try to like really come up with uh with reasons why these movies are so so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taxi and, Driver. I, either they they either got sequels or have they been remade? I don't. I think, mean, with the exception of like, yeah, yeah. I don't think Taxi Driver is a bad movie or anything, but I do think that uh the 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 scene kind of oversees the rest of the movie. And I don't think the movie as a whole is anything. I'm not. I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but it's not like a. It's not like a fantastic. Got to sit down and watch it every time. Movie for me, not for me anyway. I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's. I think that scene makes it more legendary than the the movie as a whole. But I think that's also a testament to filmmakers. If you have a scene that that that's iconic, then. It, you've you've done something right yeah if if somebody has to like and i i don't want to mention it because it's it's further down on the list but if you memorize a phrase word for word or even get some of it wrong but you know exactly what movie it's from it did something right i'll agree with that so next on the list and i i know you've mentioned this before 1976 Rocky. I mean, it's one of the greatest film franchises of all time. Yeah. I haven't seen them all, but I've definitely seen the original. And I, I would even say it's Sylvester Stallone's best work. And aren't they still making Rocky movies? Like, well, they, Creed, that's based off of it, right? The, the only one I haven't seen is Creed 2. And that was, yeah, because Creed is, uh, it's Apollo Creed's son is now, and Rocky's kind of like his mentor. So... And that's what that's what those movies are about. They're uh, basically it's the continuation of the story. It's putting it to a new generation, kind of like uh, it would be the equivalent of Luke passing on the Jedi knowledge to Rey. Okay. All right, I, I'll I'll take that. Um, here's one uh, that I personally love. I love this movie, Carrie. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I know like I said original? I didn't like horror movies, but like the original Carrie was great, and even the remake of the Carrie was, was actually, great. Yeah, so this I was just not... about to ask you which which one do you actually prefer? Or do you have a preference? I saw the original when I was a kid, and uh, I loved that one. So I got like nostalgia on top of actually being a decent movie. Sometimes remakes don't work very well, but I think the remake was okay. I think it did no. its, its job. No. Yeah, um, and sometimes the sequels. And we'll get like there's another movie in here. The sequel is better than the original. Mm-hmm. We could do a and, whole episode and, on those. Yeah. Uh, so next, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I had to include it because I personally love it. Uh, it's Silver Streak. I've never seen that. Uh, it's got uh, Richard Pryor and um. Oh crap! Let's, let's and other oh, people. Man, I forgot his. <laughs> Uh, Gene Wilder. Ooh, okay. So, it's a, it's a movie that can't be done today. <laughs> There's a couple of those. It's definitely a movie uh, that can't be done today. Um, but it's a great, great comedy. If you can picture Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor well, well, here's in a movie. The, well, here's the thing. I Knowing those two sense of humor the way I know it, I can understand where that's coming from. And 
All I'm thinking is like, well, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Can never be done today, but it's but for its time it was hysterical. Now, oddly enough, I didn't put Blazing Saddles in here because I think we talked about it enough last time. Uh, plus we could do a whole Mel Brooks. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Um So, the next big one, big 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 one. 1977. What movie came out? Uh, I I think everybody when they hear 1977 in movie thinks of the same movie. Obviously, it's uh, Annie Hall. What? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, man. Star Wars. Yeah, what's which, wrong with you? <laughs> which lost? Which freaking lost? Best picture to Annie Hall because Woody Allen. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I've never seen Annie Hall. Ah, eh, don't bother. Okay, that's like, all I needed to know. It's do you if you have to like Woody Allen to like Annie Hall, and yeah, that's uh, okay. So that's yeah. Um, that's gonna be a no so, for me, dog. <laughs> originally, when I made this list, I wanted to do '80s movies, but I wanted to give myself some leeway, right? So the five years in the front, five years in the back, and it was actually a lot harder to do the '70s than it was the 90s. And I think it's because I wasn't alive during the 70s. Neither was uh, I. So, <laughs> uh, so the next couple of ones were really easy for me. But the ones that I mentioned up until now, up until Star Wars, let me rephrase that, up until now were very hard to like pull, right? But the next few are great. Animal House. Love it. Yes. So I know, funny. right? So funny. And it picks up. And that's 1978. 78, I have three movies down here. So we have Animal House, Halloween, which I know you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, and the original Superman movie. Oh, yeah. The original. Yeah. For Reeve. Um, and then we have 1979. I've got four big ones. Now, one of them I haven't seen. And I, I, I'm going to have you guess which one. All right, so the four movies from 1979. I've got Alien, Mad Max, Muppet Movie, Star Trek. Well, I'm pretty sure you've seen Alien because I'm pretty sure you mentioned that last week. Because we, we, I said Alien was straight up horror. Yeah. So you have seen that. Or am I wrong? Oh, is that your guess? I thought you were breaking no, it I'm down. No, na- I'm narrowing it down, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, break it down, break it down. Yeah, okay. I want, I want to hear what, what you think I haven't seen. There is no way you haven't seen the Muppet movie. <laughs> so, because it's a freaking Muppet movie. So that basically boils down to either the original Mad Max or the, the first Star Trek film. And the first Mad Max movie is actually not that good. Mad Max is the perfect example of a movie franchise that got better through its sequels. Because... Road Warrior's awesome, Beyond Thunderdome's awesome, and Fury Road was amazing. The first Mad Max movie is kind of lame, so if that's the one you haven't seen, I'm just going to let you know right now, you ain't missing anything. And Star Trek The Motion Picture sucks. So, so if you haven't seen that, you're also not missing anything. So which one is it, Eric? It's Mad Max. You're not missing anything, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> just, just watch The Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome and Fury Road. The, just the first one never happened. 
Okay, uh, we'll skip it's the not, first one. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, and I know there's going to be some Mad Max people out there that are going to be like, oh, but you have to see it, and blah, blah, blah. It's not good, and I don't think anybody who's seen the Mad Max movies will disagree with me on that one. It's not good. The others are just so good, and that one's just not. It's boring. Like, okay, so the first Mad Max movie is basically like, if they're not explaining to you it's a post-apocalyptic world, you might not actually know because it's still taking place in, like, towns and things like that and there are still people about. But then Road Warriors just full-on, like, dirt bikes in the desert type shit. So there, there's no explanation needed for that. I don't know. You want to hear <laughs> hey, something? No, I, I completely agree with you. Also, yeah, Star Trek was fucking terrible. But it's Star Trek, and it's monumental, and it started off their movie, like, their, well, all their movies. Okay, so I'll say this. We had to do this to get Wrath of Khan. Yes. So we'll, I'll, at least, I'll at least give him that. So this is, this is where my thing was. It all started, like, here, right? And then the 80s kick off, and holy shit, do they kick off. Well, all right? I, I, I think that there's something to be said about film in the 80s, like, that's... And not just because you and I were born in the 80s. We, I do think a lot of very quality movies came out in the 1980s. Between, yeah. between the Brat Pack, uh, th- the new sci-fi, like the, the new exposure of sci-fi with Star Wars kind of leading the way for technology. Uh, some of the comedies that came out were just, they were either really good parodies or very, very relatable. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Ferris Bueller. Like, oh, Ferris Bueller is great. I, I actually have that on the list. Uh, but um, why do you think that is? Like, I, I honestly can't think of a reason why the 80s is so good other than people did a lot of drugs in the 60s and they were old enough to make movies in the 80s. I mean, that's entirely possible. <laughs> but I just... Oh, my gosh. I think that film itself was... The film itself with the technology and everything was just evolving to that right that right mashup and storytelling was getting good. Uh, motion pictures looked cleaner, sounded better. I mean, just watching Star Wars versus Empire Strikes Back, which came out in 1980, you can hear a distinct difference in the audio. Distinct difference. And that's a three-year difference. True, true. So, it's... But, like, if that logic was true, right, like, as technology got better, we got better movies, we wouldn't have Sharknado. Unfortunately, Sharknado <laughs> exists. But but I also think that if you, if you kind of go back and look at the history of film, 40s, 50s, and 60s era movies were very status quo. It was a lot of drama and romance and... You know, the same, you know, comedy duos and famous comedy trios making a lot of movies. And then your sci-fi was always really schlocky or like giant monster movies or everything were popular. The 70s era of film definitely focused a lot more on storytelling in a lot of ways and was starting to kind of pick up and combine storytelling, atmosphere, cinematography, all that stuff, to the point where I think it inspired a lot of the movies in the 80s, and the 80s were basically taking the 70s ideas and just polishing them. That's my theory, anyway. 
I mean, I, I, I'm sure I could probably do my own research and come up with specific examples, but I really think that that's, there's something to be said that's just the way films have evolved. And part of the argument I think you're going to make here, and I would agree with it if you are going in that direction, is that a big issue we have with a lot of modern movies is they sacrifice too much story for effects. And they're too busy trying to be a blockbuster and not focusing on having a, an engaging story to go with it. Transformers? <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. That's a very good example. <laughs> Transformers was a lot of... There was no really good story to go behind it, which was even more disappointing because Transformers had a story. All you had to do was reference the source material. And... Even though they kind of did, they still put too much emphasis on the explosions, which I, which of course is a, it's a filmmaker thing. Yeah, the and lens flares. And oh, I think I think you can put a lot of that on George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, who were two of the most influential filmmakers of their time, and the eighties is where they both peaked. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so on to the, the next part of this list, right? Yeah, let's do some 80s I've, movies. Oh, the 80s is going to be great. Now, I actually am going... There's going to be a trend, right? So, 1980. There's five movies that I have from 1980 that I put on this list. One of them I have not seen, but I'm going to take one off the board because you already know. It's Star Wars. So, Star Wars Episode <laughs> Five, right? Like, okay. You already know I've seen this. Now it's down to four. Four movies. The Shining, Airplane, Caddyshack, Blues Brothers, all phenomenal. Which one of them I haven't seen. seen one Which one have I not? Oh, that's seen. a tough one. And I have seen all of these. Oh man, I've seen um, bits. I've seen bits, but I have never seen the whole movie. I'm gonna guess Blues Brothers. You're gonna guess Blues Brothers? That's wrong, isn't it? Yeah, it's wrong. Uh, airplane? No, I love Airplane. Okay. Caddyshack? Yes, I haven't seen all of Caddyshack. Oh, please do yourself a favor and sit down and watch it. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. Don't watch the sequel. Sequel never happened. There's no Caddyshack 2 people. There's a sequel? There, no, no, there is not. There is no sequel. Okay, it never happened. No it does sequel. not exist. It Got does it. not exist. Uh, but there's like, so this is like my favorite era, right? Like the 80s movies are fantastic. I loved The Shining. I loved Blues Brothers. Airplane was awesome. Star Wars is Star Wars. Uh, right. And that was the start of the year, and it gets better. Well, Holy shit, it gets better. Well, I want to say that, like, The Shining to me is what, to me, is a perfect horror movie. And I know some people are going to say, well, it's not really horror or blah, blah, blah. I am more terrified of psychological thrillers and potentially realistic situations. Take the paranormal stuff out of it and just make it a guy who's going insane from isolation is something that could actually happen. Uh, like, Alien, to me, is a much more terrifying horror movie than any slasher movie ever made. Because where are you going to go? You're stuck on the ship with the xenomorph. Where are you going to go? It's so, it's so small and compact and claustrophobic. And that's why I love the original Halloween so much, because it's all atmosphere. It's atmosphere and build-up. And that's just like, oh, well, 
I'm going to make a scary movie. Put in as many jump scares as possible and have lots of blood and gore. You're lazy. You are lazy. Lazy. Please continue, because I, we got to talk about this next movie. Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yes! 1981. <clears throat> 1981 right. Raiders. All right, let me ask you. Is Raiders your favorite Indiana Jones movie? Yes. It is not mine. What? I wow. actually prefer Last Crusade over Raiders. And I do I... think Sean Connery has a lot to do with that. I, I, I prefer Last Crusade over Raiders. I'm not taking anything away from Raiders. It's a very close battle for that top position. But I still, if I was going to sit down and pick one to just sit down and watch, to just watch, I would probably pick Last Crusade, given the choice. And it's because of Sean Connery. Okay. I, I think that has a lot to do with it, because I think their dynamic's really funny. He's freaking hysterical in that. But how do you know she's a Nazi? Oh, she talks in a sleep. <laughs> and then you just see that realization. <laughs> or, uh, I, I think, and I remember I laughed the first time I saw that movie. I belly laughed out loud at the ending line. Junior? Yeah, we named the dog Indiana. And I'm like, oh, that's freaking amazing. He hated his name so much that he stole the dog's name. <laughs> that's like the best reveal possible. Oh, shit. Yeah, Raiders, uh, is, Raiders is great. I take nothing away from Raiders. Classic, fantastic filmmaking. Uh, now, honestly, I probably could have found something else for 1981, um, but I felt like Raiders was so monumental that I, I just kind of left it there. Um, How many movies have come out since then that were inspired by things from Raiders? How many things have parodied things from Raiders? Oh, my gosh. I mean... Even video games was inspired by Raiders. Like, look yeah. at Tomb Raider. Yeah. it's Well, it's got Raider right in it. Uh, yeah, seriously. Or Uncharted. Uh, well, that was kind of, you know, brought on by Tomb Raider, which was... I mean, it's all from this, basically. It's a, it's a chain of causality is what it is. It's yeah. a chain reaction, pretty much. Um, Again, we're, we're going to play Which One Haven't I Seen? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one's from 1982. There's only three movies, so you have a better chance of getting it right. Poltergeist, E.T., or Blade Runner? Well, I'm not going to say E.T. Every freaking kid on the planet has seen E.T. Yes. That's, uh... I... And I don't remember the last time I watched E.T., which version I watched, but it always bugged me that they re-released it with the CGI stuff. Just let the puppet be. Wait, they did what? There's a there's like a special edition that cleaned up stuff and then 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 like took the guns away and replaced it with walkie talkies. It's really, it's really terrible. It it, it was it should not have happened because you know. It, it, we'll we'll get on the topic of retouching old movies. Uh, we could do a whole episode on that too. Oh my god. Um, between Poltergeist and Blade Runner, it's actually kind of a tough choice. Um. I watched both of the last year or the year before I was doing like I was kind of like on an 80s movie kick and I actually watched both of them relatively close to each other. I specifically watched Blade Runner because I wanted to see the new one. That was the thing was I watched the original Blade Runner because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And then I borrowed the new one, which I enjoyed, although I still I don't know. I don't know if I could actually pick one out of the two of them. I still I enjoyed both of them. And then Poltergeist, I watched it with the intention of rewatching the remake. 
But then I never actually got down and watched the remake, and then I kind of felt like I didn't want to, because Poltergeist is another example of a really good horror movie without the tropes in it. Poltergeist is probably the only horror movie I can think of off the top of my head where nobody dies. Like, yeah, there's there's dead people in it, but nobody actually dies in that movie. Well, I mean, the actress died. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> damn it, I was trying to avoid that, but okay. Well, maybe that was part of the curse. Maybe they should have killed them off in the movie. Uh, uh. I would say... I don't know which one you haven't seen. I'm going to guess Poltergeist. Wrong. I haven't seen Blade Runner. Okay. Damn. Well, I had a I had a one in two shot of getting that right, and I still got it wrong. <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, I am actually quite surprised by this, because every time I've gone to see Blade Runner, whether it's on TV or something, like they had a, a TNT special or whatever where they're going to show Blade Runner, and then the fucking cable went out, because the cable guy was working on, like, this is when I was um, in an apartment. He cut the wrong apartment off. <laughs> By the time they actually put cable back in, it was over. I didn't see anything. I think it was on to Back to the Future, so I missed it. And every time I've gone to see it, something like that has happened. Hmm. That's disappointing. I know. It was... You'd enjoy it. <sighs> I, have, I mean, I already know that I would enjoy it. A lot of people have told me I just never got around to seeing it. And it's, now the new one, it's sci-fi. New one's out. Yeah, well, that's, that's just it. It's, a, it's sci-fi that does a – it does – it focuses on storytelling, science fiction storytelling, and that's what I appreciate about it. I, like, I want to watch it just so I can get in the mood for cyberpunk when it comes out. There you go. All right, so uh, I wanted to keep a trend going with these um, – like movies I haven't seen type of thing. Uh, but I couldn't find anything for really 1983 because these movies are, are both really good. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, Classic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the next Star Wars movie. Like So, yeah, episode six. Which I think is probably my second favorite Star Wars movie after Empire. I'll, I'll stick with... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is. I'll stick with Return of the Jedi. In number two there. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four. All right, had hold on. So many. Yeah, I got a I got two I got something I gotta say about that, but real quick, National Lampoon's yeah. Vacation. Uh those movies are I never saw like the newest, newest one that came out where it's like Ed Helms is playing his son. But uh even even Vegas Vacation, which is probably the weakest of those four, are they they're so good, they're so funny, they know how to borrow from each other and be classic. Christmas Vacation is not just my favorite Christmas movie of all time. It is also one of my t- probably top ten favorite movies of all time. I will watch that anytime. And I will, I will save that for when we do Christmas movies in December. Okay. Uh, 1984 is the year I was born, so I have an attachment to some of these movies. One oh, yeah. in particular. Of... One, one in particular. particular. I'm going to try uh, to guess which one that is. You know what? Do it. Because... Okay. Well, read your list. and Okay. I'll tell so you which here, ones. I'll tell list, you what I right? like and what I don't like here. Uh, Nineteen eighty-four. The list goes: Ghostbusters, love it. Karate Kid, overrated but still enjoyed, enjoyable. The original Terminator, uh, classic, but Terminator Two blows it out of the water. Yep that that was one of the movies that I was telling you. The sequel is way better than the original. That's a good example. 
Dune. I am excited for the remake, and I kind of want to read the book. Okay. My personal favorite, uh, and and this is saying, I love Ghostbusters. I actually, in kindergarten, when they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I said a Ghostbuster because I did not know that that was not a real thing. Well, actually, it is now. <laughs> so... Well, yeah, I mean, it's paranormal activity type of thing, but I actually <laughs> wanted to go hunting ghosts and zapping them and putting them in boxes. <laughs> Who wouldn't? I know, it'd be fucking awesome. If it was yeah, but I'm pretty sure at one point I wanted to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, so that yeah, wasn't going to happen. Okay. <laughs> um, where did I leave off? Oh, my personal favorite, Police Academy. Hysterical. All of the Police Academy movies are great. All right. Children of the Corn. Don't like it. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I, I'm going to say... I haven't seen all the nightmares, so I, I'm, I'm not really sure how I'm going to be able to judge this. Three is the best. Two sucks ass. <laughs> Let's. I'll, I'll leave. I'll put that that way. But first nightmare is a classic because it does all kinds of new stuff in the horror genre, and Johnny Depp gets eaten by a bed. <laughs> so I mean, that that. that and happens. the last one, and I left it for last because everybody, everybody on the planet should know this movie. Gremlins. I mean, don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet. The fact that you know the rules. Like, you know the fucking rules. And, well, well yeah, we do, but freaking kid didn't. <laughs> so Well, I mean, he knew. He just fucking didn't care. I love when they're all watching Snow White and they're singing along. Also, guess. don't feed them after midnight. It's always after midnight at some point. It's always 5 o'clock somewhere. There yeah, should have been a time frame. That's, that's don't new... feed them between midnight and, like, 3 a.m. All right, like don't do that shit. They're they're programmed for your time zone or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's a <laughs> okay. joke. All right, so which one of those movies do you think is my favorite? Oh, your favorite? Oh, yeah. all right. I'm gonna say Ghostbusters. Yeah, you are 100 percent correct. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've, I want to do a whole episode just really like getting into depth about movies that came out like the years that we were born. And for '84, yeah. Ghostbusters. I not I feel an attachment to that movie because, like I said, it came out the year I was born. It was super popular. I watched the cartoon when I was a kid. I drank my weight in Ecto Cooler, you know. Yeah, you cannot go wrong with that. Uh, and... Like, honestly, as far as, like, movies that came out in the year that you were born, Ghostbusters, top tier. Bravo, sir. And, Bravo. I'm, I'm, it's, and Ghostbusters, again, it's probably my favorite comedy of all time. And it's... It might be in my top ten all-time favorite movies, right around Christmas Vacation, probably. It's 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 up there. And it's one of those movies that you love it as a kid, because it's got all the, the fun stuff in it. And then when you get older, you love it even more because you start appreciating Bill Murray's subtle-ass humor. Oh my god, Bill Murray. And all the, all the crazy tech jargon that Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis just throw in there. Because <laughs> they can. And it's it's so quotable. It's been parodied. And I'll say this right now. Ghostbusters 2 and the 2016, I think it was 2016, remake, or retelling, are not as bad as people say they are. They're both worth a watch. Do not at me. Is this the, the one with the kids, or is this uh, the recast with the, the girls? The girls. What one with the kids? There's, they're making a new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, but oh, yeah, but that's not out yet. So how am I supposed to judge that? It's got the kid from Stranger Things in it. 
I can't judge that yet. It's not out yet. I just I can judge it off the fucking trailer and it looks awesome. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wait. <laughs> I think I think Ghostbusters two gets a bad rep, and I think the remake gets a bad rep because the the only negative thing I can really say about the remake is they were they were trying too hard to do the feminine empowerment thing, and I'm a big believer that feminine empowerment should be natural, and it gets. It almost gets kind of obnoxious when you're throwing those jokes in our face to be like, that's right, we're women. It's like, no, just let them be themselves and be normal. Those are funny women in that movie. Hilarious. Like, just let them do their own thing because they're going to be good at it. And and they were. The, the movie is actually pretty funny. But don't watch it as a remake. Watch it as a standalone Ghostbusters movie and you'll actually get some enjoyment out of it. Because that's how yeah. I... That's how I did it. And Ghostbusters 2, I mean, it's it's got its lame moments and everything, but it's got some really funny things. I mean, Rick Moranis becoming a Ghostbuster is hysterical. The uh, I love that they're controlling the Statue of Liberty with the NES, like, power pad controller, with, like, the turbo controller. <laughs> and really, the, the Vigo the Carpathian stuff is actually a pretty cool storyline. Yeah, he's going to yeah. rise on New Year's Day and just, and destroy us. Yeah, don't don't sleep on those just because they've got the reputations. So, the list that I've made up until now, right, right before 1985, has been mostly horror and comedy. Yeah, but you're about to hit 1985, and we all know what became big in 1985. 1985 is going to start the biggest... I mean, there was Raiders of the Lost Ark for adventure, right? Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But 1985... Is the start of all the adventure, just adventure movies in general, or mm-hmm. parody and even more comedy. And from here on out, the list gets better up until. Uh, well, I'll, I'll explain everything as I'm going through. So, I, uh, I was born in 1985, and there's one of these movies that is my favorite movie of all time. And it's one of these four. All right. So I'll have you guess. I don't think 1985, it's hard. Back to the Future, Breakfast Club, The Goonies, and Clue. Back to the Future. Of course. Robert Zemeckis and Christopher Lloyd should always be working together. Period. It's so good. Oh, my God. That movie, the whole series, the whole trilogy is, is great. I didn't really like three that much. Just because, just like Anakin, I don't like sand, so I don't like deserts. It's <laughs> <laughs> coarse, um, rough, and irritating. Yeah, so the Wild everywhere. West thing, I was just like, ah, I'm done with it. There's just so much sand. I don't like the whole desert western feel. Um, now, not that I don't like westerns in general, right? Because, like, and I know this is going to be a, a really far out there, but Firefly had a western feel to it but it had that sci-fi to it and you weren't always on like a desert so i love that kind of thing the mandalorian like mandalorian is fucking phenomenal i'll watch that shit in a desert any day (laughs) (laughs) any day but i just personally don't like desert at at, uh that those type of atmospheres all right um yeah no but all of these are great like breakfast club uh Great soundtrack, great movie. And the that Goonies. started a Who whole hasn't tr- seen Goonies. Yeah, Breakfast Club started a whole trend of movies too. Yeah, they did. Goonies, Goonies is great. 
That's got a. Oh, that's got a short round in it. (laughs) Good old Goonies, yeah. And uh, Temple of Doom is probably my least favorite of the indie trilogy, just because of the fact that I I always found those characters to be a little overbearing. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, Up until now, with the exception of Star Wars, I only tried to include the beginning of the franchise right? uh, and not include the sequels. I couldn't do it for all of these. And I'll tell you why uh, when we get to that point. So that that was pretty much it for 1985. And those were all great movies. Top Gun, 1986. Um, love it or hate it. It's it's a classic. Overrated. It is. Love it or hate it, but it's it's still there. But I still rock out to Danger Zone. So <laughs> Exactly. And I, I, I blame that more on Archer than I do yeah. Top Gun. Danger Zone! <laughs> Danger Zone! All right. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Love it. 1986. Aliens. Oh, uh, Labyrinth was 1986. That one mm-hmm. actually caught me by surprise. I did not realize. It, I thought it was more in the 90s for whatever reason. I thought it was like 88 for some reason. So, uh, a- Aliens is a good one because... That's an example of that actually could be another example of a sequel being better than the original. But at the yeah. same time, just as good as the original. I want to say it's just as good as the original. Alien Maybe 3 not better, never happened. It's definitely, it, what? I don't Alien. understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, Alien 3 never happened. Alien 3. Yeah, no, it never happened. Um, I mean, Labyrinth, I didn't get into it as a kid. I, I saw the movie... Um, I want to say a few months ago as an adult. And I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't remember. You just look, go back and, and watching some of this shit. I might have to do that because I don't remember liking it as a kid. Not do it, do that it now. much. Um, it's, it's definitely like a little, it, it feels culty almost. But I appreciate those movies too. Yeah. Um, 1987 sparks like the big action trend mm-hmm. um now i am gonna say space balls because space balls came out in 1987 love it can't, yeah it's as far as like nerd movies go space balls is up there and i'm gonna say this right now if my coworker or boss are happening to listen to this episode and the fact that you guys think that space balls was not a good movie i would just like to tell you that you are wrong your opinion is bad, and you should feel bad. I second that. <laughs> uh, Coming up next weapon. week, Chris is Chris is hunting for a new job. <laughs> <laughs> Lethal Weapon came out in 1987. I like Lethal Weapon. It's not not something I ne- I feel like I need to go back and watch all the time, but it's good good action movie. Yeah, Predator. I enjoy Predator. Um, I have, a, I have a Predator story I think you'll appreciate. So I was listening to an interview with Jesse the Body Ventura, and he was talking about how when he was on set with Predator, he used to find out what time Arnold would get to the gym in the morning. And what he would do is he would show up five minutes beforehand, put water on his face, and then start lifting. So when Arnold walked in, it looked like he was already training, and he wouldn't stop until after Arnold left. So he, he made Arnold, he convinced Arnold that he trained harder than he did, and it drove him nuts. <laughs> And I think that's amazing. 
That sounds like such a douchey thing to do. I feel like I would do it. <laughs> I almost wonder if that's why Arnold had to become governor, because he's like, I can't let this guy beat me. <laughs> he did the governor oh. thing too. I must do it. Oh. By the way, when I attended the WWE Hall of Fame in 2013 to see Bruno San Martino get inducted, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger inducted him. So I got yeah, to see. Out, really? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger did the induction. He did the speech and everything. It was really cool to see that in person. Good old Arnold. Well, Sylvester Stallone is the one who inducted Hulk Hogan into the WWE Hall of Fame. He's like, I got to talk to you about my buddy Hulk Hogan here. So they get to choose who inducts them. So, but yeah, Arnold got Bruno San Martino and Hogan got Sylvester Stallone, which is pretty damn cool. I don't remember who inducted Jesse Ventura, actually. I actually don't remember that. I'd have to, I'd have to go back and research that, but that was when, and Jesse Ventura in 2004 said, I think it's time we put a wrestler in the White House. Uh, yeah, it's 2020. We got an election coming up. Where the hell are you on that one, Jesse? I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, Predator's good. Um, I don't think I've... I'm not big on any of the sequels for Predator, though. No, I mean, they are what they are. I feel like they were so popular when they came out that they got sequels. And that's the reason I even put these movies together. Yeah, but that's like, the other thing. And then they did the crossover with Alien, and I'm just, I just didn't care. I watched it. I didn't... I didn't care. I was like, it was just another thing to make them fight. And, and which is ironic because I actually will defend Freddy versus Jason, but Alien versus <laughs> Predator. I wasn't, I wasn't that into that one. I like the whole thing that the, the reason predators were like, so badass is that they hunted these xenomorphs, right? Like I thought that connection was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with you on that one. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That that's where it stops. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight, Beetlejuice. Come on, everybody's seen it. That shit is awesome. It's like, uh, it's one of my go-to's every October when it's like I'm gonna sit down and watch some Halloween type stuff. Uh, that's actually one of my go-to's still to this day. Is I'll sit down yeah. and rewatch Beetlejuice. And then coming to America. I haven't seen that in ages, and I, and I, and I remember liking it too. Oh yeah. And they got another one coming out, too. Are yeah, they coming a, to they America. Go? Instead of T.O., it's the number two. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do for that one. Uh, I, hopefully, they don't murder it. But coming to America was hilarious. And then to end the 80s, we have the nerdiest of all nerd movies, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I still say Excellent Adventure is the best one. Nothing against what Bogus Journey. But... Excellent Adventure is still the best one. I'm excited for the third one. I think it's going to be fun. And R.I.P. to the Bill and Ted show at Halloween Horror Nights. Because I love yeah. that Aww. show. I loved that show. And I was... Now, the last time I went to Horror Nights... 20... Uh, 2018, I think it was? It was after the Bill and Ted show had already ended. And in the theater, they did like... They did like this uh, gymnastic-style stunt show with techno music. And I was like... Oh, God, I'm going to hate this. But I was traveling with three girls, and they're like, well, this is what happens when you're going with girls. You get to you get to watch this stuff. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I was actually kind of mesmerized by the athleticism in it, so it was cool. It was not as good as the Bill and Ted show. But I also kind of became kind of snobbish about the Bill and Ted show at Halloween Horror Nights because I remember 
every year I felt like I was laughing a little bit less. And it's I was because they started to censor themselves, and it was disappointing. I hate censorship, dude. Ah, I really do. That's why we don't have it on this show. We say whatever we want. Yeah. But I feel like censorship is ruining a lot of things. Like, I get why some of the things are there. But just because censorship, you can say whatever you want, right? But that doesn't mean you could say whatever you want without consequence. You want to say something racist? Go for it. Say something racist. See what happens to you. Yeah. No. Try say try saying try saying that word in Harlem and see how that works for you. <laughs> see if you see if you come out alive. Oh my gosh! But like uh, in in movies, and they see these pictures become so expensive to make that it, you need like these producers and these companies to back you and everything like that, and they don't want certain things to be in there for their money, and they have every right for that. But like. W- where my issue is you have these creators that have, they want to tell this story and they need money to do it. And they go to these companies and they're like, we'll give you money. You need to take this out or replace that with this. And if it's something that's not important to the story, like if the guy was supposed to be drinking a Coke at a, at a gas station or something and Pepsi was like, well, we'll put it in there, but instead of a Coke, make it a Pepsi. Like, it's not important to the story, right? Whatever. Do it. Product if it's something everywhere. Yeah. But if it's something detrimental, like, if there is... Uh, I, I honestly can't think of anything at the moment. All right, I'll, if I'll, were... I'll make up an example for you. How many products do you think were excited to be part of American History X? Probably not uh, many. Because it's rampant Nazism, neo-Nazism. And yes, it's a reform story, but look at some of the intensity in there. The words that they use, the uh, the visual, repre- I mean, the curb stomp right at the beginning. And he yeah. does it with that giant swastika tattooed on his chest. Like, I can understand where that comes from. But here's, the the thing is, and to, to kind of agree with what you're saying here, if you're doing censorship because you're too afraid of the feedback from it then you have to you have to ask yourself why you're censoring yourself in the first place well why was that in there in the first place did you shoehorn it in because you wanted to try to be edgy or is it a relevant part of the story and you can't lose it at all because it would take away the impact like correct so and i think that's something that should be said about a lot of these movies there there's actually a movie in here that will touch on that um further down the list uh, we'll we'll rush through this one because the the rest of them I'm pretty sure you're all going to agree with me and these were all good movies and I just wanted to get through the 90s until I got to like 95 because 95 was a fucking crazy year. <laughs> uh, it, it it really was. So like 1990, right? You had Goodfellas. Have you seen it? Uh, that might also be in my top 10. And I'm gonna <laughs> say, and I'm gonna say this: Goodfellas over Godfather. And before, uh, before... haven't seen Godfather. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So here's the deal. Godfather is based on a book. It's a fantastic movie. It's an all-time classic. It's a little slowly paced for its time, though. The reason I prefer Goodfellas is not just because of the cast that's in it, but also because it's based on a true story. I like that better than being based on a book. 
I feel more relatable to Goodfellas, and I feel more tension in there. Okay. Maybe that's why, but I will always say Goodfellas over Godfather, and that's not to take anything away from The Godfather, and also watch Godfather Part 2, because it's really good, just as good as the first one. And don't bother with Godfather Part 3. I don't think anybody likes that movie. All right. Uh, Ghost. I actually, I needed to include this. Eh, okay. I I needed to include this uh, for my dad. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was obsessed with, the, like, the actual ghost scenes in Ghost. Like, he's not big in uh, graphics or, or special effects or anything like that. But while we were watching Ghost and he saw the actual, like, ghost-type effects in Ghost, he was like, holy shit, what? how do they do that? And that's when, like, I've never heard my dad, like, react that way to anything. And so I ended up having to watch the movie a few times and be like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Okay. Uh, anyway. That. A shout-out to Eric's alone. dad. Yeah, Home Alone. Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are go-tos for Christmas. I've never yeah. seen three or four. To, I I don't want to because I, I think... I didn't know there were that like many. I knew about one and two. I didn't know about three and four. Yeah. Stop losing your kid. Thank him. Make sure he's <laughs> the first one. You, you count from now on. What the shit are you... What the fuck are you guys doing? I know, <laughs> I know people don't really care for Home Alone 2 because... That's an example of it's like an, it's like the Austin Powers sequel. It's they they claim it borrowed too heavily from the original one, and I'm like, yes, but sometimes a sequel has to do that. And this story it expanded Home Alone. Now instead of being actually at home, now he's on his own big time, and he's in the wrong city. And people are like, well, it's too coincidental he ran into the Wet Bandits. Like, uh, just stop. You know what? Then don't watch it. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I love these movies. They're, they're very fun. They're very, they're very funny. And who hasn't looked in the mirror and done the Macaulay Culkin scream? <laughs> By the way, do you, you watch Angry Video Game Nerd? Uh, I used to. I haven't seen him recently. Okay, so James Rolfe a couple years ago did, uh, a Christmas episode based on the Home Alone games, and Macaulay Culkin was on it. He shows up as the pizza boy, and he's like, wait a minute, you look familiar. You're the pizza guy from the Home Alone movies. And he's like, yup, that's me. I'm a method actor. And then, like, halfway through the video, James Rolfe realizes the truth. He goes, and he he, he reaches to the, his little name tag where it says pizza boy and removes it, and it says, like, Macaulay Culkin on the name tag. He's like, oh, my God, you're Macaulkin. And then he does the Macaulay Culkin scream, and Macaulay just looks at him and goes, oh, yeah, never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I'm a big James Rolfe fan. He's a Jersey oh, boy, by the way. Oh, is he? He's a Jersey boy. He, I think he lives in Philly now, but he's a Jersey boy. Huh. Um, Edward Scissorhands. I love Edward Scissorhands. Haven't seen it. Oh. Damn. I, I need to. Okay, so Edward Scissorhands takes place in Florida. And you're going to know that immediately when you see what the houses look like. Okay. Because it's the stucco-based design. Yep. And Florida they were, has that aesthetic. 
Uh, and they're all painted ridiculous. And they shot it in the middle of a really bad heat wave. And that leather costume did not do him any favors. All right. So the next one I got on my list is Hook. It's the only Disney movie. Well, it's not the only Disney movie that I wanted to put in here. But I didn't want to put any of the animated movies. And I thought Hook would be perfect because it's a live action movie. And I, I wanted to do live action today so we can do animated movies later. Yeah. Robin Williams just. Yeah. Robin Williams in anything. In fact, I also noticed a, a particular uh, live action animated hybrid movie that was not on the list. But that's okay because I want to do a whole episode on that. Yes. So. <laughs> um, uh, but Hook I thought was great. And then Silence of the Lambs. One of my Terminator favorites, 2. Silence of the Lambs and Terminator 2. Two of my all-time favorites right there. Right there easily. All of them in 1991. Yeah, and I mean, again, another perfect example. Psychological terror, way scarier than slasher movies. I mean, Hannibal Lecter could definitely be the guy next door. Buffalo Bill could literally be the guy next door. True. I mean, he lived in a casual-ass neighborhood. You didn't know what was going on in there. Um, Mighty Ducks, 1992. Oh, love it. I used, to, I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I haven't watched it in a long time. Maybe that's a it's on, it's on the D+. Plus. Maybe i got to sit down and rewatch that. And 1993, we'll go back, and there's one movie in here that I have not seen. Let's see if you can catch it. Oh, jeez. All right. Okay. Schindler's List. Oh, jeez. The... Sandlot. Schindler's okay. List is that, that movie that I was talking about where you probably couldn't do it today, and it's not the reason why. It, it, like they would censor the fuck out of it, and it annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, anyway, and it's so it's so good. good. It's an all time classic. Yeah, so obviously you already know that I've seen that one because I've been talking about it. But uh, Sandlot, mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jurassic Park, Groundhog Day. Uh, now, that's, be, that's a tough one right there. Now I'll go ahead, and you already know that I've seen Jurassic Park. You've already known that I've seen Schindler's List and Nightmare Before Christmas, so you already know that. So yeah. it's literally so, down to Sandlot, Robin Hood Men in Tights, Mrs. Doubtfire, or Groundhog Day. I'm going to say Groundhog Day. Damn, you got it right. Yeah. I haven't I, seen it. <laughs> well, I, you, you had to have seen The Sandlot. And yeah. I, I know you saw Robin Hood Men in Tights because we talked about that Last week, when we mentioned the Mel Brooks stuff, you're like, yeah, I forgot that that's a Mel Brooks movie. And you didn't yeah. say that in any way to make it sound like you hadn't seen it. And then, so basically it narrowed it down to Mrs. Doubtfire and Groundhog Day. And I'm like, I'm going to play it safe and say he's seen the Robin Williams movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so Sandlot, I've seen so many times in school, man. Like, I don't know how many oh, times. Oh, yeah. I think, I think I've probably seen that more times in school than I've ever actually sat down and watched it. Yeah. And then 94 to 95. 94 had the greatest movies for us. Me and you personally. Right? Mm-hmm. We have Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Keep going. I'll give you a Pulp Fiction opinion. Oh, okay. Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. And Clerks. Launched Kevin Smith's career. All right, I'm going to say something extremely controversial on this oh, show. God. Here, oh, God. Here, here it comes. Go. Yeah, here we go. All right, Pulp Let's Fiction. Pulp Fiction is one is one of the most overrated movies I have ever seen in my entire life. 
I do not think it's one of Tarantino's better works. I don't understand why it gets all the praise that it does. And after trying to watch it three or four times, I'm just like, I can't do this. I don't like this. I don't get it. I have a I have a short list of like beloved movies that people rave about that I don't care for. And this is one of the big ones on that list. And nobody has ever convinced me otherwise. No one's ever going to convince me otherwise. So I'll just say this. You guys have your Pulp Fiction. Enjoy it. Love it. I'm going to take my Reservoir Dogs. I'm going to take my Boondock Saints. I'm going to take my Kill Bill and my Inglorious Bastards. And sit back and watch those. Yes. I will agree that it is not Tarantino's best. But it is what introduced me to his movies. And for that, it is on the list. Well, again, it's a it is a classic movie. It has a lot of scenes that have been duplicated, parodied, spoofed, etc. So I can't take anything away from that. I personally don't like it. I'm not going to sit here and create an argument that it's a bad movie because I'm not going to win that argument. I'm just going to tell people that I don't personally like it and you can have it. There are other movies that I will argue that I think are not good movies and I don't understand why people like them. And we could do a whole episode on that. I won't give any of those spoilers away, but I'll definitely piss a few of you off. And you know what? We could do a whole episode on movies that we like that everybody else thinks are terrible. Oh yeah, I have a few, uh, a few of those. Oh yeah, I do too. Um, and then to end my twenty-year like range, <laughs> I ended with a bang. Now I only have one, one here that I, it's like, eh, I could live without, and that's Braveheart. Like yeah. Braveheart, nineteen ninety-five. I get why it's on the list. It's good, like, but. I, I, it's not it's not my cup of tea. It's too long in a bad way. It's not it's not like watching the Avengers movie and right. being into all 3 hours. It it drags too much. Yes. It, it didn't have to be a 3-hour movie. They just made but it. But the that next way. movie, the next few that I will mention, I can watch any day of the year. Okay. 1995, Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. 1995, Babe. Aw. I love Babe. It's a good movie. It really is. I don't Jumanji, think I ever saw... Uh, the original the... Jumanji. Yeah, I love the original Jumanji. I don't think I ever saw Babe, Pig in the City, I think it's called. The second one? I don't, I don't know, know if I ever saw that. I don't think it needs a sequel, so I am not... Okay, well, there you that. go. <laughs> I have not, not seen the not new Jumanji's. in my childhood. <laughs> I have not seen the new Jumanjis. Um, they're they're not bad. Uh, nothing on the original. I mean, yeah, we we talked about that when I mentioned the Rocks movies. But... Yeah, uh, Apollo thirteen. Ah, okay. Even if you've never seen the movie, you know the line. Everybody knows the line. Everybody knows the song. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I I hear. Uh, if I see Apollo 13, I Im- immediately just go, okay, well, let, let me go find my fucking 
CDs. Like, wait, what song are you referring to? What? Hold on, oh, hold on. Apollo. Thir- what song's affiliated with Apollo Thirteen? That's it's been a while since I've seen it. I saw it in. The, you know what I saw Apollo Thirteen? I saw it in the drive-in. I saw that movie in the drive-in. Shout out to drive-in movies. I have a feeling I know what song you're thinking of, and it's, you're, you've got the wrong movie. Yeah, I do got the wrong movie. Were you Never thinking? Mind. Were you thinking of an Aerosmith song by any chance? Yes, yes, I am. You were thinking and of Armageddon. I, was, I am thinking of Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon's a great one. When that, what year did that come out? Ninety-eight. Ah, uh, a few years off. But Apollo thirteen is still a good movie. He's not taking anything away from it. But again, you know the one. I, 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 we could actually do. I won't, I won't. But we could do an entire episode on my appreciation of Armageddon. <laughs> Because it's, I don't care that it's schlocky. I don't care the science is wrong. I don't care the plot is implausible. I don't care. I think it's a fun movie and it's friggin' hysterical. Yes. And the last movie, the last movie is Toy Story. It's the only one outside of, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. And the only reason I put Nightmare Before Christmas on the list is, guess what? It was a practical effect. So technically not 3D animation. But Toy Story I had to get I had to cave. But that's the thing about Toy Story. It revolutionized animation. Yeah. You don't it was really the first. you other than anime, there really isn't any hand drawn animation anymore in movies. There really isn't. Everything's everything's CGI now. Everything's computer generated. That's why I love Princess and the Frog so much when it came out, because it, it went traditional. True. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was still drawn on a on a computer, but it was hand drawn on a computer. Yeah, but you know sense. what I? Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. But you know what I mean. It's a there's there's the difference in there. It's not it's not all 3D rendering the whole way. But yeah, and Toy Story, it, the first Toy Story movie is so phenomenal, so classic, so great, and dare I say it. Another example of where the sequel outdid itself. Because I love I, them all equally. I don't I don't want to say they out like one's better than the other, but they're all top tier. They're they all, all find a there. way to expand on the story and introduce you to something that you didn't realize they could introduce you to. And that's what I love about Pixar, is their rule is we're not doing a sequel unless we're convinced it can be as good as the first one. Or at least on you know on par with it, and DreamWorks is like, hey, this made money, let's do another one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean both models are correct. <laughs> always been my problem there, and I know that the big example people give is a lot of people will say that Monsters University wasn't as good as Monsters Inc. And I agree with that, but it was still fun. Everybody will point to Cars Two as being the cash grab, and that was Pixar's cash grab. There's no doubt about that. And I think people say the same thing about about uh, what's it called? Uh, Finding Dory again, still good, but it didn't. Finding Nemo didn't necessarily need the sequel. Incredibles too. I, I thought excellent. Finding Dory was good, actually. They, I liked it. That's just it. They're all good. They're all great. It's just that I can understand the. If you were gonna like, I've always said, Pixar only ever made one movie that I considered bad that I've seen. I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. 
Uh, the only movie they ever made that I thought was bad was Cars 2, which I still thought was fun and still an enjoyable movie. Just because it's the worst movie on the list doesn't mean I don't like it. It's like if you're ranking the four Toy Story movies. I'd probably put Toy Story 4 at the bottom of the list, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I just liked it the least out of the other Toy Stories. Yeah, I feel like uh, Toy Story for me, it ended when Andy left. And I, in a lot of ways, I feel like that should have been the ending. But, you know, again. And, all right, so what's your opinion on some of these movies that, like, they're never going to have sequels and they're never going to have remakes because the creators are so protective of them? You're never going to see a Nightmare Before Christmas sequel. And you're never going to see a Back to the Future remake because the creators will not let that happen. And what do you think about that? Because I think, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 100% accurate yeah that's that's how it should be unless it's the actual creator wants to make another movie then i don't think they should i i feel like that's a good that's a good move that's not censorship that's protection i and i agree and that's what i've always appreciated about casablanca and gone with the wind they are specifically protected so they can never remake them they are actually protected that way. And that is the correct move. Yeah. I don't always... I don't mind reboots and remakes. I don't mind them. They don't They don't bother me. Like, I've always heard, you know, the film snobs always go, it's just Hollywood not being creative. They don't bother me. But if you're going to do it, you better make sure that you're doing it bigger and better than the first one. You have to do it better. Because if you don't, you look like ass. Yeah. So. Agreed. Well, um, you, know, you know what, Eric? To conclude your list, I'm going to say that you've convinced me. I think you've you've pinpointed the greatest generation of films. Yeah. And it's not that, like, the movies coming out now are bad. I just think... Did you... The amount of movies that I just named condensed into that little time period that are, are monumental it's in our most, like in our generation. It's the most influential time period of movies because it's where everything mostly got borrowed from, improved upon, and yeah, it's just and it's it's nuts to go and watch CGI from uh, let's I, I need I need a good example here of a movie that actually used some decent CGI uh, on this list. Yeah, Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay, there you go. Oh, Jurassic Park that actually still holds up to this day. But I mean, like, go back and watch effects. All right, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice has a couple of even the practical effects, a couple of effects that are still kind of wonky. Right? It mm -hmm. does. It does. It's doesn't take away from the movie. So go back and watch Beetlejuice, right, which came out in 1988. Now go forward and watch. This is a horrible example, but it actually works for my CGI example. The 1998 shitty Godzilla movie. That's a 10-year span between effects, and look at the difference that made in 10 years. Now take that kind of movie and fast forward and look at the Godzilla movie in 2014. 
and look how polished that looks compared to that one. And then, I you know what? You could probably even watch the first Iron Man movie and then watch Endgame and do a comparison based on that. You probably could, and, and you'll probably see a big difference. You probably see. Something, I think yeah. right, like what I like about the movie industry, right, is becoming more accessible to everyone. But what I hate about the industry is that it's becoming more accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. I, will, <laughs> I will agree with that. And I'm just there... like. They're, like, it's so easy to do shitty movies now. It is. It really is. Well, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. And folks, what'd you guys think of Eric's list? Do you think that was a really good list of movies? How many of those movies would you like us to talk about? How many of those franchises would you like us to touch on? Um, by all means, let us know in the comments. And again, uh, I've received a couple of requests from people already about topics they want us to cover. And to be guests on the show, and I and I love that. And I want to make this a point. I do, I do preferential treatment to the other CKCC Radio content creators and the patrons I have, because we do have a patron, patreoncom slash kayfabe. I'm not asking you guys to sign up for that because we only do stuff for the wrestling show right now, mo- mostly. But. It is out there, and eventually we probably will put some stuff out there. In fact, one of the ideas I had was for Eric and I to, uh, using that cast app that they have, maybe put on, like, a really bad B-movie or something, and then do our own, like, our own commentary over it. You know, like, Mystery Science Theater style. We could do, like, movie commentaries and stuff like that, and put that on Patreon. Oh, God. That stuff wouldn't get flagged on the patron page the way it would if I just uploaded it to YouTube or something. So, you know, that is that is an option that we could do. But we might come up with some patron content down the line, but I'm not going to make you guys pay for anything. That's, that's not what I'm here about right now. I'm just letting you know that it is there and that, and that those, the people who are paying in right now, I am prioritizing their suggestions and things like that. Uh, just to give you guys an example of the future and things we've been contacted for, um, we'll have a we'll have a guild interview coming up. Um, Jeff Trelowitz from Real Paranormal Talk will be joining us on a future episode, so we can talk about. We're going to do a tie-in to his show and talk about ghosts and cryptids and UFOs, and talk about them in pop culture too. We have a lot of fun with that. We could throw a little Casper out there. That's probably going to be a big expansion on Ghostbusters, actually. <laughs> more more than likely. Um, uh, I, I'm kind of blanking on the stuff off the very top of my head because I, I had it written down, but I don't have it directly in front of me. But I do know um, when we do the View Askew movies, the Clerks, those types of movies, Mallrats and everything, Jeff wants to be on for that because he knows he knows his film, and he's a Kevin Smith guy, and he actually lived in Jersey. I've been to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, by the way, in, in Red Bank. Oh. I'm jealous. I want to go. I've been there. It's a, you know, it's a big comic book store, but, uh, Walt Flanagan and Mike Zap, I always forget how to pronounce his name. Zapchick, I think it is. Uh, they actually do work there. I, I took a picture with them cause I had to, <laughs> cause I'm like, I got to take a picture with these guys. It's a really cool comic book store, by the way. Really, really awesome to, to check out. You ever come visit me, man. I'll take you. All right. I'll take you. You're not. You're not that far away. I'll take you. It's not. It's not that it's far like, of a drive either. It's less than two hours. Uh, 
No, I'm like seven, eight hours away, aren't I? No, I'm saying from where that is. Oh, from me. where you live. Okay, I was about to say, like, since when? <laughs> no, you are not oh, that I... close. Michigan and Pennsylvania are not that damn close. I was just like, Jesus, how fast do you I... think I drive? <laughs> Ironically, we're only separated by one state. <laughs> we got to get through Ohio to, to, to access each other now. There's nothing in Ohio. All right. Sorry, I've got, I've got friends Ohio. in Ohio who are I know, probably it's just nothing in Ohio. Um, <laughs> Motivational Moves podcast host Adrian Cotton wants us to do an episode focusing on the nostalgia of the 90s. That'll be a really fun episode. And uh, okay. and he, he's about our age, so All right. he's a little You're older. Than, he's a little older than me, so he w- he'll be able to uh, to. to to commentate on that. And he also said whenever we do cover those Rocky movies, he wants in on that. He's a big Rocky fan. Okay. So that's that. There you go. We got lots of ideas there. And uh, Brian, who got the shout out earlier in the show, has already said when we do Game of Thrones, he wants to talk about it. And I know my buddy Chris has also a big Game of Thrones guys. And the big thing about that is at one point, those guys probably knew more about Westeros than the geography of their our own planet. So I was like, all right, well, good, because I never read the books, so I will actually be able to participate in this conversation because I've only seen the show. You guys could lead me on that one. And uh, I feel like uh, you guys should let us know if you like this kind of structure or if you just want us to rant about stuff, but just kind of go off topic and, we and do. ramble. We I mean, we we kind of do that anyway, but like, <laughs> it, if the whole show should just be that, that that'd be you know easy. You know, if we don't have a structure for the show, we're promising you guys weekly content. If we don't have a structure for the show planned in, we might just do a whole episode ranting about stuff. Yeah, trust I me. Mean, if you want to hear more theme park stories, let us know. If you want to, like I said, if you have an idea of what you want us to talk about, if you'd like to be on the show, we can work that out for you. We don't mind guests. Um, just make sure you've got something of substance to talk about and make sure you guys plan out a a chunk of time where you can join us, where you're not going to be, uh, distracted easily. Uh, I had that, I had a very bad experience on WrestleTalk and I'm not going to say who did this to me because I love you, man. And I know you're probably listening to this, but the worst episode we ever did had this guy on as a guest where he disappeared for half the show, and then when he came back, he was just breathing heavily into his microphone, except the other host couldn't hear it, but I could, and I was the one doing the recording, so it all got through, and it was just such a terrible thing. Oh, it was so bad. It was so... Oh my god, it was so bad. I was going nuts. I'm like, I'm gonna... And this was back when I used to do all my recordings through Skype, where we do our recordings through Discord, and Discord, I have a lot more control. I can mute somebody if they're being annoying. I didn't have that control at the time. So it just, uh And I love you, man. I know you're listening to this, but it was still it was still the worst episode ever. And that episode has been lost to the ages. <laughs> I probably still have the, the file somewhere, but it's it no longer exists on the internet, and it never will. It never happened. Good God. So yeah, so just... uh. And I also want to give a uh, a shout-out to some of the other content creators who've come up with crossover ideas that I think would be really fun. Like, with WrestleTalk, we're going to do a crossover where we talk about 
movies and TV shows that wrestlers have been on, and there's actually a pretty a pretty wide variety of genre with that. Like and and I I'll can't imagine. And I'll take any excuse to talk about They Live in the Princess Bride for an entire episode. Trust me. I will talk about that. Wasn't there a a show with Hulk Hogan in it? Yes. Yes, there was. And the ironic thing about that show, I believe it was called Thunder in Paradise. And very ironically, when WCW Nitro expanded from either one hour to two or two hours to three hours, the hour that it took featured that show and it was doing abysmal numbers. So they were like, we're canceling this and just expanding the show out. And Hulk Hogan was kind of pissed about it, but at the same time, he was just like, well, at least I'll still be on TV. So, <laughs> uh, that, was, oh, that was an idea we did for a crossover with WrestleTalk. Um, the music crossovers, those will be easy. We'll just come up with a... We could probably have Jeff and Jason on for a show and just talk about all those bands. And I can tell Jason how wrong he is for his hatred of Hailstorm. I will be more than happy to debate him on that. But yeah, we have we have lots of fun plans in here. So please continue to give us your comments. Let us know what you guys think of these episodes. Share these episodes. Let people know we're out there. Because the better we do here, the more we can give back to you guys and do stuff for you guys. And maybe one day hold contests and things like that and give out prizes. I think that'd be fun. But uh, you guys are enjoying the Nerd Table. Let us know. And if you guys, if your comments are good... We might uh, give you some shout-outs next week. Just also, like we did I'm still here. looking forward to advice. Yes, and if you guys would like life advice from Eric, please submit that life advice. You can write us directly on Facebook or Twitter. We're on both formats at the Nerd Table Pod or Podcast. I think I had to shorten it to Pod for Twitter because Twitter didn't like all those characters. Because Twitter's got the character limit. You can write to us directly. You can email me directly, omeleypodcasts at gmail.com. I'll put in the description of the episode. You can, that's actually how our... It's actually how somebody did contact me directly initially. You can, if you're friends with us on Facebook or you have our numbers, you can text us. Like, any way you want to get in touch with us is fine. But the, the best way to do it would be to through the social media platforms. And I check those pretty regularly. The only time I'm not really actively on them, of course, is when I'm working. Otherwise, I, I try to I try to keep an eye on that stuff at all times because that's part of the thing of being a podcaster is you, you got to pay attention to social media more. And it's good because it distracts me from the regular BS on social media, a.k.a. my timeline, which I can't stand sometimes. So I, I, I have more fun with that. So, yes. Uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Any last thoughts before we... We sign off here. No, I mean, if you're listening to this in the morning, have a good rest of your day, and uh, I'll see you here next week. Yeah, I'm going to go go do some shopping. I'm going to head to the Spirit Halloween store, which I'm always excited to visit. And then I got I got the new office set up here. I'm going to put up all my posters. I got I got some, some Sasha Banks, Yankee Stadium, Harley Quinn, a map of Middle Earth. It's all going up on the wall. And framed photos of Bob and Raymond from Animal Crossing, who are my neighbors. I actually I bought uh, art prints of them on Etsy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go get frames for them. So we're taking this opportunity to go to Spirit Halloween and the Craft Store, Thanks. which is always a good time. So yes, and of course you guys are listening to this uh, originally, possibly on a Monday morning, because that's when we're gonna release it Monday at 7 a.m. So I hope we have made the start of your week so much better. 
And if you're listening to it later in the week, I hope we've just improved your week in some capacity. And we will continue to do so each and every week until you guys get sick of us or we get sick of you. <laughs> all right. So, with all that, <laughs> bye, you sexy bitches. Take care, everyone. See you next week. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.